Amen. Today we we thank God for for this day and and I know that there are you know several people that's here today that uh, you know that has struggles uh, and they are facing uh, you know difficult times and sadness in their lives uh, you know but today is a day that we still come and we worship and we praise and we thank God uh, you know for who he is and for all that he has truly done for us uh, you know so uh, you know this morning uh, you know I want to I want to come to you and I'm going to preach to you, uh, you know, give the message, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, Genesis chapter 1. And in Genesis chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 1 through 3, uh, you know, but the creation story that we have here in the first chapter of Genesis, uh, you know, it's a creation story that tells us and shows us who God is. You know, and I want us to kind of grab a hold of this and to understand that one of the main things that we get from the creation story is that, you know, woven throughout, uh, you know, the rest of the Bible, uh, you know, God is the main character. There's other characters within Scripture, but this story that's the Bible is the story that is about God. So we see this. And, you know, in our lives today, you know, I think about, you know, what it looks like and how we picture, you know, God. So I want to take you back a little bit and, you know, one of these days you might understand my thought process and, and, and the way that I go about things, but you most probably won't. But you know, we'll pretend that you're trying to anyway. Uh, you know, so whenever I think about this, uh, you know, today I titled this morning's message, Only This Far. But back in 1999, there was a, to me, there was a movie that was produced, that was just, I mean, it was absolutely off the charts. I mean, it was, it was a great movie. It was, it's one of the best movies that I believe I have ever been to. Oh, wait a minute. We're in a Nazarene church. We don't go to movies, do you? Do we? Okay. Well, it's been long enough. It was back in 99, so it's been on TV several times, and it is still one of the best movies that's out there. I know that y'all can't, none of y'all know what it is, do y'all? Okay, it's not Star Wars. We're surprised. I see the shock on everybody's face. I do have my Millennium Falcon, uh, you know, Star Wars socks on this morning. So yes, I am a Star Wars fan, but this movie is above that. This movie had an actor in it, and I'm going to try to help you out with this. So the, you know, the main actor of this movie was Bruce Willis. Does that give you any type of an indication on what this movie was? This movie that Bruce Willis was in back in 1999, you didn't know the main character or what was going on in the main character's life until the very end of the movie. Does anybody know what the movie is yet? Okay. 
No, no. Six cents. Yes. So that was one of these movies that you sit there and you watch the movie. And Bruce Willis was a psychiatrist and he was supposed to be helping this, you know, this little boy because he saw dead people. So Bruce Willis was trying to help him to discern why he was seeing dead people and helping him with it. At the end of the movie, Bruce Willis finds out that he's the dead person. Wow! I mean, it, it comes out of nowhere. Man, that's a great movie. But you know what? There's a lot of times in our lives that we don't really know who the main character is. We've gotten confused. We don't really know who the main character is it's because uh, you know there's so much evil and there's so much darkness that's on this world. There's so much suffering. There's so much troubles and stuff that is here on this earth that we're going through. We forget that in Genesis chapter 1, it begins and it says, in the beginning. So in the beginning, there was God. So in the beginning, God... So that tells us that in the beginning there was no one else, there was nothing else other than God. There is absolutely nothing that came before God or that was before God. God was in the beginning, period. That is it. In this path and what God shows us with this is that whenever we have troubles and we struggle with anything, God is up most the first one that we turn to because He is the only one that has always been. But we all know that throughout the creation story, that in the creation story, that God is bringing order into chaos. Right? God is structuring, God is bringing order into this chaos. So we see this, uh, you know, the first thing that we see is, is that there was absolutely nothing here before God was here. But everything that exists, exists because of God. Then it goes in and it says, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, we, we make, let's, let's kind of grab a hold of this because the creation of heaven and earth is simultaneous. It's not two separate things that is created by God. God speaks both of them into existence at the same time. That is going to give us an understanding that God is not only the God of the heavens, but God is also the God of the earth. Because he created both of them at the same time. We cannot separate heaven from earth because they were, set, they were created simultaneously. So whenever we're looking here and we read further on in and it says that he then separated the, you know, the waters. Uh, you know, the waters in the sky and the water that was on the ground and he separated those and he called them sky and he called it earth. Uh, you know, he still did not separate them from creation. They were still created together. I find it interesting that whenever we 
here after this, and we go into chapter 3, that God was here on the earth, and He was walking on the earth to visit Adam and Eve. Emmanuel, God with us. God has always been on this earth. God is not a God that is sitting up in the heavens and just watching us and allowing us to do whatever we want to do. He's, just, he's not just sitting back in the cosmos of this world saying, all right, now that I have created these human beings, let's see what they're going to do. He has always been interacting with us on this earth. Job shows us God and he says that God is seated in the heaven on the, on the throne and he is having his angels coming back and forth and telling him and instructing him and in all the things that's going on on the earth. And it shows us that God is a God that cares about what's going on. So God created the heavens and the earth. In verse 2, it says, it says, Then the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So we're going to stop right there, because there's a lot that's packed into this. Scholars have gone in, and scholars have broken this apart for us, and, and studied into this. And, uh, you know, we know that, Throughout our lifetime and throughout history, uh, you know, that darkness, uh, you know, is coincided or darkness, uh, you know, represents evil. So we have that it's dark and that it's completely dark. Gives us the reference of evil. But then I want us to go back and I want us to look at these two words that says that it was formless and it was empty. Two separate words to describe what the earth was like whenever God began in His creation. So whenever something is formless, there again, it has no shape to it. Uh, you know, I've heard people several times, uh, you, know, uh, you know, say, uh, you know, you need to get into shape. Well, I'm in shape. All of us are in shape. Some are round, some are slender, some have bumps, some don't have bumps. We're all a shape. But this was formless, so there was absolutely nothing that it was there. It was just simply out there. It was like it was, you know, I don't even know that it was there, so I'm just simply going to call that it was flat. It was formless, but it was empty. It was formless, and it was empty. The emptiness, the darkness within our souls. Formless. How many of you, how many of of you know that your future is already formed? It is not formless. How many of you know that? Okay, good. Why are we so afraid of our future? Because we really don't know what's in our future. 
we have absolutely no idea what is going to happen past this moment in time. We think we do. We think we're in control of it. We think we know what's going to happen in our future. But God knows what's going to happen in our future. Because I, I want you to see something here. Because we have that it's formless and it's empty. And there's darkness that's covering the surface of the deep waters. But what does it say after that? And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So out there in the darkness, out there in the formlessness, out there over the deep waters was the Spirit of God. Last week we sung the song, I'm Holding On. The title of it is, I Am. And it says, there is no place that I can't go and find God's peace. There is absolutely no place that we can go that God is not there. Whoa, wait a minute. What about the darkness? The Spirit of God is in the darkness. So our future, that we really don't know what it is, God's already there. God's already working. God is already moving and forming our future. He is guiding. He is controlling. He is move, moving within the midst of it all. Verse 3 comes up. It follows 2 normally. And it says, God said, let there be light. And then there was light. And then it says that God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. I want to stop right here and let's go back to this. Darkness is evil. Light is good. Darkness is known as Satan and all of the troubles and all the struggles that we would ever face in our world. Jesus Christ and God is known as the light and the goodness. Jesus Christ entered this earth and light entered the earth. John's introduction to Jesus Christ. He is the light and the life of the world. But I want you to, we've got to see this. God does what to the darkness he separates it from the light. 
And then throughout this, this creation, we find in creation, and we'll find these words that says, uh, you know, then, i got to get to it. And evening came, uh, passed, and morning came, marking the first day. God separated the darkness from the light. But I want you to see something here. God tells darkness where it can be and where it can't be. Right? God says, darkness, this is your time. Son, this is your time. Darkness can't impede on the light. Darkness can't overcome the light. It says that the light entered the world and darkness was unable to, you know, to, to put it out. I want you to know and I want you to look at this and to see this in your life that the struggles that you're facing, the things and all the evil that's going on in this world, the troubles that's going on in your life, the darkness that you feel that you are walking in today, God says it only has a certain time because the sun, the light of the world, is going to shine in our darkness. Darkness can only be for a certain time. Your struggles can only be for a certain time because God is even in control of the darkness. Your struggles that you're facing this morning, whether it be the struggles because of the loss of a loved one, whether it be struggles because of a diagnosis, whether it be the struggles because of a lost job, the stress of not having money in the bank account, whatever your struggles may be in that darkness that's in your life, there's only a certain time that it has available in your life if you were a follower of Jesus Christ because it has its place. And its place is not to rule in your life. Jesus Christ is the rule of, ruler of your life. Darkness only has a moment in your life. This morning, regardless of how deep that struggle is, I want you to see this and understand this. Darkness is only for so long. We take hope in the fact that the light is coming, but we also take hope in the fact that in this midst, in, in, not, in, in the midst of creation, that God was creating order out of chaos. God created order in the darkness. There's absolutely nothing that goes on in the darkness that God doesn't have control of. I don't care what it is. The diagnosis isn't going to take your life. You know, the struggles that you have, they're not going to kill you. God is the one that takes our life. God is the life provider. It's not darkness. We really need to begin to understand what God is showing us in creation. Whenever the scripture says, in the beginning, God, 
we see that God is omniscient. Uh, yeah. See, I knew I couldn't pronounce those words. He's all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And he is ever-present. See, he shows us this in Scripture. Now, I want you to see something else because, you know, as we, as we live this life, and as artistic as we all are, I want you to grab a hold to the fact that there's absolutely nothing that we create that God created everything. Now, I'm pretty good with Printmaster. I can go in and I can grab a picture. I can write things on it. I have a new iPhone. It's, it's sitting over there. I have a, a, you know, a 10 XR. You know, so I can take a picture and I can actually write on that picture. And I can send it off as a message. But, you know, I didn't create it. I can take a family photo and I can brighten it up and I can change the colors and I can even make myself look, you know, look handsome. But I didn't create it. God created it all. So the word that we have, the Hebrew word that we have for create is bara. It's B-A-R-A. Bara. Bara is a verb. And we all know, well, we don't all know. Maybe y'all all know, knew, you know, that if you have a verb, you have to have a subject. Right? If you have a verb, there has to be a subject. Can I get you can I give you this for you throughout the Old Testament any time that you see the word create bara b a r a the verb is god even though the ancients even though uh, you know the people back then even though they made idols and they still thought of it and they worshiped other gods they knew that god alone created everything and in his creation he shows us who he is the formlessness and the emptiness of this world see there are there's there's emptiness within us that can only be filled by god the creation, the creator, the one that created us. I, you know, I know that whenever you get into the studies and you have the Ruach, you know, the breath of God or the spirit of God, the wind of God that moves and that is moving on the surface in the face of the earth. And I know that throughout Scripture that whenever you see the Spirit of God, the Ruach of God, and how it moves and how it creates and how it sustains, it's the, it's the same wind that is talked about whenever you know, Jeremiah is standing there prophesying to the bones in the, you know, in the valley. It's the same wind that's breathed into Adam. It's the breath of God that 
moves in our lives. It's the breath of God that is constantly here on this earth. It's the breath of God that is everywhere, that is at all times, that is ever moving. But can I give you this? It is always creating something new out of nothing. God is always creating something new out of nothing. You and I as believers, before we accepted Christ as our life or into our life, We've talked about prevenient grace and how prevenient grace is the Spirit of God that's moving and working in and around our lives, directing and and moving things in our path so that we would choose and drawing us unto God. The Spirit of God begins to work within our lives as soon as we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And only at that point in time do we truly become living creatures. And only at that point in time do we get this new breath of life that is in us, that is given to us by God Almighty through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living in us. And now it is moving in our lives and guiding us and directing us in our step in our life every way. But we then become new creatures we are no it's it's not that he's refurbishing the old the old is gone we're new creatures it's not part of the old part of the new he is creating something new out of nothing he creates us as new people as a new creature for Him. In our struggles, regardless of what things look like, we see this. But let's let's go back a little bit. I, you know, because I, you know, I mentioned that you know God is the main character. In Scripture. From the beginning of the pages, it's about God. And yes, we find out throughout Scripture that there's others that's talked about. You've got Adam and Eve that's talked about. You've got Moses. You've got Noah. You've got Abraham that's talked about in the Old Testament. You've got Jesus that's talked about in the Old and the New Testament. You've got him prophesied about in the Old Testament. You've got the prophets that's in the New. Or you've got the apostles and the disciples that's in the New Testament. But each and every one of those are pointing to what? To God. Even Jesus Christ, whenever He was here on this earth, He pointed us to God Almighty. He told us and He said, There is absolutely nothing that I do or that I say that the Father has not told me to do or to say. Scripture is all about God. And then you get into Revelations and you get to the Judgment Day. And the Judgment Day is all about giving God the glory that He deserves for everything that He has ever done. 
for every life that he has ever brought into this world, to every life that he has changed, to everything that he's created, for all the things that he has done in sustaining us, that glory is going to be given to him on that day of judgment day. The crowns that we receive will be laid at Jesus' feet. They're not ours to keep. They're His because of what He has accomplished for us. Take courage this morning. And however dark your darkness is, and whatever that darkness may be, have courage this morning because as evil as this world seems, God is in control. God is in control. Our Lord and Savior, the one that we trust, the one that we hold on to, the one that holds on to us. This God to us on this day says, let there be light. Let there be light in your world. Let there be light in your life. He says, give me the darkness. Give me your struggles. Give me your troubles. Give me your doubts. Give me all of your concerns, all of your unknowns. I will bring in order into the chaos in your life. I will bring light into your path. Darkness. Darkness can only last for a certain period of time. Because God, the God of light, created it all. Created it all. This morning, I'm going to ask Susan I'm gonna, if she can come up and play something. I'm going to open up the altar this morning. It's going to be as plain and as simple because I know that there are people that have struggles today. I know that there are people that are sitting here right now that their world is so dark. That there is so much chaos that is in their lives right now. This morning, I introduce you to the God of light, to the God of order, to the God that created you. This morning, that darkness that you're walking in, bring it to Him. This morning, the struggle that you have, bring it to Him. The doubt that you have about tomorrow, Bring it to Him. 
the hurt, the pain that you have in your life, bring it to him. Trust in him. Trust in the one that created all things. Trust in the knowledge that he has put darkness in its place. That he has brought order into the darkness. There's already one that's here with every head bowed and every eye closed. Are there others? Are there others? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd like to bring this to you. Verse 5 of Genesis 1 ends with every and evening passed and morning came marking the first day. Verse 6 starts with, Then God said, verse 8, and evening came and passed, and morning came, making the second day. Verse 9, then God said, verse 13, and evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Verse 14, then God said, The author of the Psalms is almost writing us a song of praise to God, the one that created everything. This morning, we should, we should praise God, the creator of all things. We should praise the one that has brought order into the chaos. We should praise the one that has separated the darkness from the light. We should praise the one that has given, given limits to the darkness and has told evil that you can have this place and this place alone, but I have the remainder. God is in control of all. He is the one that brought order into the chaos. He is the one that brought order over the deep and brought form or that made shape in the formlessness of this world. God is the one that we worship and that we praise because of who he is and because of what he has done and because of what he is going to continue to do in our lives and in this world because he is the mighty creator. Today, he is in control He is the one that we praise and that we worship. It's not the darkness. We don't let the chaos direct our lives. We don't let the darkness hinder us from doing anything. We don't let the formlessness of our future keep us from moving forward. We allow the Spirit of God to move in our lives and create it in the manner that He needs it to be. God is the one that we worship 
this morning, the creator and the sustainer of all things. Amen and amen. Forever and ever he rules this world. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Because today we leave this place not sad because we're walking out into a corrupt world, but excited because we're walking out because we have a God that has created, you know, that has brought order into all the chaos of this world. He is the one that is with us. He is the one that is guiding us and that is directing us. He is the one that is protecting us and that is providing for us. He is the one that we worship and that we praise this morning. Take courage this morning that he is the creator. He will always be the creator of all things. And he will always Sustain all things. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for this message and to the words that you have given to us. We praise you today. We praise you as the creator. We praise you as the one that has brought in order into the chaos. We praise you because you have set limits on the darkness and that your light reigns in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.